Welcome to Soul Talk, a podcast founded and created by Monica Ramirez, the warrior of love. Soul Talk was created in 2020 when a pandemic hit and we were in lockdown. She wanted to have exciting conversations with open-minded people so they could understand different aspects of herself and she could help others in the same way. She interviews healers, coaches, therapists, psychics, readers, channelers, mediums, intellectuals, poets, artists, and more. She calls it Soul Talk because it started as a conversation from soul to soul. Hello everyone, this is Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love, and thank you for coming back to Soul Talk. Today we have a very interesting combination of, uh, her name is Maria Perez. Maria Perez is a certified health uh, and life coach who it is lifestyle coach who is passionate about helping women receive and restore the areas in their lives that are broken or lost. No, uh, knowing an energizer, Maria inspires others to live the, with intentional joy. She's also a natural cutting edge uh, products that can help you others healthy and stronger in their lives. Be anti-aging, helping by showing them how to boost their immune systems, gut health, hormone issues, anti-inflammation, and health, uh, heart health. This is very interesting and it's so needed in, in reality yeah. because it is uh, where everybody is having problems. A lot of them starts from the guts. Then I have a different theories about the gut uh, issues. I, I used to be sick with lupus, RA, fibromyalgia, and I heal myself. Mm. So, and without, I don't take any kind of medication. So, but, uh, but yes, it is very interesting what you're doing. But explain me how you're managing that and the lifestyle coach and, and, uh, also health coach, how you're managing both. Okay. So I'll kind of go back a little bit because several years ago, um, I was, before I became a health coach, I had some health issues and we had our grandkids that were living with us. And one of them had some issues as well. And since they were going to be living with us, my son was in the military and the kids were going to be living with us. And there were three of them. And I knew that I had to figure out how to help him if we were all going to manage for six months to a year. And so that literally got me on the path of learning and researching about health, um, about the the condition that he had, I had no idea what it was. And so I went to the library and I um, asked, you know, did they have any books? And one of the books that she had recommended, and I always love to share this because sometimes when we're, we don't know how to figure things out, there are so many different resources. So it was a book um, called What's Eating Your Child? So I got that book and I started reading that, realizing that some of it was situational, some of it was food, some of it was just a lot of different things going on in his life as a child. We shifted some things in his life. Um, we shifted our diet the way we all ate, and it made me realize that I had a gluten intolerant as well because I had some emotional ups and downs. And by changing how we ate, I saw a shift in my health. And so that really is where it all started was reading books, researching, changing how I ate, 
And then five years ago, I ended up going to school online for health and life coach to actually learn more. Because sometimes when you tell somebody, you know, well, maybe if you change this, maybe if you change that, they'll, they kind of question, well, how do you know? So I felt like I needed that certification of, you know, I did some training. I do have the knowledge. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I don't have all the answers, but I know that I can help you in the area of what I know. And during that time, while I was going to school, because of my gluten intolerant, I also started a small cooking business. So I learned how to make healthy eats and treats that were gluten-free. And so I always tell people there probably almost isn't any dessert that I can't figure out how to make gluten-free or turn it a little bit to make it healthier and better for you. So that's kind of where it all started for me was back then researching for my grandson, realizing, okay, I've got something going on in my life. Let me learn and educate. So I had a cooking business and a coaching business. And because I had some other things prior to that in my personal life, I just kind of started helping other women, seeing where they were at in their life, what they needed to change, because there's always a why. We all know that there's always a why you want to change something. And there's another why behind that why behind that why. And so working on that, helping other other women mostly realize that, number one, you know, sometimes it's just a small change. That's like my mantra, change a habit, change your life. Because you can make a 1% shift in something you're eating or a way that you're thinking or a relationship that you're in. And that literally can shift your life in so many ways. So that's kind of where it all got started for me. And then I ended up having um, an issue with my back, which caused me to pivot even more so to work with the technology that I work with. So in my coaching, I do more mentoring, and then I kind of share about this technology, and I still do a little bit of cooking because I had such a um, a clientele of people that loved the different things that I made that when they see me post pictures, they'll say, do you have any for sale? <laughs> so that's a little bit right there. Yes, we, we had the way shorts for our clients, for the people that are that know us for a long time. And they can see the shift in us. Mm -hmm. It's not that I remember when I was uh, healing myself, I did it in different ways. Yes, I changed my way of eating. I became pescatarian. And, of course, uh, vegetarian and pescatarian. And, uh, and that helped me to remove a sickness that it was going to kill me, lupus. And, uh, but at the same time, it was a lot of inner work. That is the mm -hmm. one that actually healed me. The food helped not to get me swollen. But the emotional part, it was the one that was created to start the sickness. And uh, so do you work in that level with your clients in the emotional well, part? Because that's where it creates uh, a lot of the fears comes in the gut. Well, I think sometimes when I've done the initial assessment with them, and they bring something up in their personal life emotionally, we try to go back in that area because that's what it was for me. Part of mine, exactly the same thing, was emotional 
of somehow a way that I was raised as a child. And then I carried that with me of not feeling good enough or looking for something that I didn't get as a child from my father that I ended up with still looking for in relationships with men that it, it was dysfunctional. It was wrong. So a lot of times we kind of go to that place and I let them share with me and I just kind of try to help them, you know, see that a lot of it is to do with our emotions, our thoughts. And sometimes those thoughts were someone else's programming. And it's interesting that you just said that because recently I just took a trauma class with my husband training to help in that aspect of sometimes we don't realize that it can be a trauma that happened to us when we were very young. And traumas are so many different ways. It could be, you know, something that scared you. It could be something that happened to someone in an accident, um, something that was spoken over you, you know, that you carry. And those traumas just become greater as you go. And sometimes we have to go back. Sometimes we just have to um, move forward and let go of whatever that block is. And a lot of times it ties into unforgiveness. Yes, that, that is so true. And, and it's not only about the forgiveness to the person that harms us in any aspect. It is about us forgiving ourselves for making that choice. And we always forget about that in very important part. That is like, because it is programmed in the society that from, from religion that you have to forgive everybody, put the other cheek and the other cheek and whatever. Yes, but you're not putting your inner cheeks where you have to forgive yourself for making the choice or mm-hmm. making a mistake or whatever it is, the, the thing, because otherwise you're carrying guilt and shame and that can get you sick. You can change yeah. all that, but if you don't do the inner work, it's not going to work. Correct? Yes. And you know, that's interesting, again, that you said that because that was part of the training that I think sometimes we don't realize is that because of not letting go, not forgiving ourselves, which is the most important, or not forgiving that person, whether or not they want it, we see them or not, but that affects us in our body. It settles in sometimes in our emotions, in our health. You know, it can bring on different diseases because of the unforget. It's kind of like, um, it's like the root that starts it and it just feeds and then causes something in our bodies to break down. Yes. I, one of my favorite books that it helped me a lot, it was from Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life. I don't know. Um, I, I have I, that book. I always recommend that book because actually that's the one that helped me. And it's like, because you can see in there that the majority of the sickness are psychosomatic. We created every single sickness in our uh, in our body through our emotions, through whatever you, what you were saying, from the traumas from our childhood many times. Or it can be also in that adulthood too, but they're created the majority of the time in there when we're a kid. And we were not, uh, we... For money reasons, many times our parents do not buy us that toy or that candy. 
but that created a trauma for a kid because we're not good enough, we don't behave good enough, or we don't deserve it, or whatever it is. But that relates in our adulthood at the same time that you were saying it. And going back to uh, something that you were saying about um, the choosing of different men, how we can continue, because we, we had trauma as women with our far father, our father figure, we are, that's the man that we're going to be uh, searching for, because we tend to look for a man that actually acts and treat us exactly like our dad. Correct? Yeah, and you know, sometimes it's when we don't get that attention and being a, a girl, you know, you look for that or you you think that when you're a child, that's what you need, that nurturing from your father, um, the love, the acceptance. And when you don't get it or they say the exact opposite, you're right. That's exactly what you do. And sometimes we, and I'll say we as me, <laughs> we look for in a man somebody that it's almost like maybe we can help fix them. Maybe I can do something to make it better. You can't fix anybody. You know, I was the one that was broken looking to fix someone else. And all I was doing was just repeating the pattern, the history of what I wasn't getting. I wasn't going to get from them either. So by me trying to fix it, I think we as women, because that's part of who we are as being nurturers, as being, you know, mothers, as being women to help other people, when we don't get that as a child, then that's the direction I think we tend to go in relationships of, okay, I didn't get it. So now I'm, I'm going to look for it and it's in that wrong person. And then we're trying to fix it and we can't, we can't fix it. They're, we're the ones that are broken. So we have to go back and figure out what it is that we need to shift and change in our mind, in our hearts, in our lives to be able to go on. And sometimes it was something that was spoken over us. You know, we don't realize that if someone speaks something over you, you can carry that, you know, like you said, we're not good enough, you know, or how come you're not like so-and-so or why didn't this work out? You know, that's just not enough. Then we always think in life, well, I'm just not enough. So I don't deserve to have somebody better. I don't deserve someone that's going to care for me. I've got to keep searching to fix what wasn't right. Yeah. And the thing is, there's these old programs that we have and we hear it in the, even in the music. I, now that I'm more aware and I teach my students to be more aware of whatever they're listening, you know, those tragic songs like, it's because you don't make me happy or I could not make you happy. And the people are repeating this song and they're programming more themselves. And they've been listening to this since they're kids, these tragic songs that it sounds, it might have a very good rhythm, but in, but in reality, it is programming us making us believe that we can make someone happy or someone has to make us happy. And that's why in reality, in this moment, in our planet, we see there are more divorces because people are finally are making aware of those little things that no one can make you happy. We can't change anyone. 
the people change because they chose to. And that takes me to uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about coming back from the divorce. Because, like I mentioned, there is a lot of divorces more now than before. The women are, were finally asking for the divorce. In the past, the society was marked that we could not divorce or else we were going to be marked and our kids on, in a society. But time have changed. Women were not living in the same stage of mind. We are not giving up. How, how do you do it? Because I, I, yeah, I'm divorced. I've been divorced four times and I imagine that you, your divorce too. We, we talk a little bit this about off camera. And, but how, what, what do you mean coming back, uh, from the divorce? Well, I think a little bit like what we were talking about is we're programmed as, you know, when we've made those mistakes, it's a failure. And so for me, I was looking, I kept searching and looking, who can I fix? How can it get better? And so I kept making the wrong mistakes in men. I made the wrong choices. And then, so by making the wrong choices, I was with another man and I'm in no way, you know, trying to badmouth him, but the truth is the truth. Like things weren't going well. There was something, you know, that just wasn't right in our life, in our marriage. And I was to the point that, you know, I didn't want to have to go through a divorce again. So I was getting to the point of giving up, like, you know, that mindset of, okay, you failed, you know, nobody's going to want you, you failed, you can't come back from this, you might as well just give up. And, you know, my kids were grown and, you know, and that's where in your head, those, you know, thoughts just keep playing over and over and over. And I was literally ready to give up because I didn't want to go through a divorce again. I did not want to have that happen and be a failure that I thought, you know, so for me, it was just really prayer thing, you know, of how, you know, what do I do? My kids are gone. They'll be okay. And someone had given me some music to listen to. And that's funny how you say music. This one was honestly a releasing song for me to where, you know, I hope you dance not to give up on life, mm-hmm. you know? And so when I heard it, I knew it was like, Oh my gosh, no, no, it's okay. I, I got to keep going, you know, to the point that I knew I, I needed to walk away because if I didn't walk away, I was ready to just kind of give up on life. And there's so much more in life. So by saying, okay, wait a minute, this is my release. So many things opened up to what was like, oh my gosh, there were things that I didn't know about. I guess maybe I just wasn't ready to know about them or hear, but I had to just let go and then say, okay, wait, I'm it's worth me living. It's worth, I deserve to be happy. I deserve to have a happy life and love myself because see, that was part of it. I didn't love me, you know, and when we don't love ourselves, it's, we're looking for, to change other people. We're looking for um, the comfort in other ways when we feel so broken that I still had so much more work to do on myself to say exactly what we talked about at the beginning. I forgive myself 
for all these things that I've done and I deserve to be happy. And it was like everything shifted when that happened. I totally agree with you. It is, but in reality, in my experience, because I only can talk about my experience, it is the, the, the thing that actually shifted me and made me change in the way I eat, change in the way I think, change in the way I talk to myself. It was starting to love myself. And that's what it actually healed me. You can take all the pills that the doctors would tell you, but you're still not loving yourself. No medicine, and there's no magic wand that is going to make you love yourself for yourself. And that's something that the majority of the persons do not understand because they don't know. We're not educated to love ourselves. It's like we're educated not to believe in ourselves. We're educated to... Be careful with your ego, so do not uh, trust yourself, do not believe in yourself, etc., etc. And or, unless you go to with a priest, that is the one that's going to talk to God because you can't talk directly to God because you're this little human. And those things actually affect us in the way how we observe ourselves and what we think we deserve and what we believe in ourselves. How do you work with your clients about in believing in themselves again and start loving themselves without, and learning to control the ego, that's another part. Yes, control the ego, but not disappearing, become friends with your ego. So like that, they can actually heal completely themselves. Well, I think some of it is just kind of helping them, like we talked about, number one, forgiving yourself. Um... I have an exercise, and this was one that was really hard for me when I was going to school. So when I've shared it with other women, just us talking about it sometimes will stir something within them, is being able to go in a room, you know, where a mirror is, look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that I love you. You know, and I couldn't do that at first. I could not do that. I would look at myself. And, you know, and just really look at myself. And I was like, okay, hey, I don't know if I love you. You know, so I had to tell myself and then believe, like, I love you. You deserve, like I said, we talked about, you deserve to be happy. You know, what is it that stops you? You know, because when you can't say that, as you look at yourself, you know, that reflection there's a stirring within you. There's a stirring within your heart, your soul, or your mind to where something comes up. So then that's kind of where we go. Like, what is it? And usually it's an, it's an emotion of, well, someone said this to me, or this happened to me, or I did this, and I just didn't feel good enough. I just didn't feel like I deserved it. And I think when you... Start doing that exercise and you can, we talk about it, it kind of comes up, you know, it releases a lot of what's stuck and blocked, you know, in your, in your brain, um, in your heart. And then to go back again and try the exercise again, it gets easier. You can look and say, you know, you may not be able to stand there the two minutes because what we ask people to do is two minutes, look in the mirror and just say, I love you. I love you, you know, looking at yourself, looking at that reflection and it changes because 
then you start to feel it because you've let go of, well, this is what I was taught. You know, this is what keeps coming up in my brain. And it's not overnight. It's a process. It's an ongoing process because we know that in life there are triggers. So, you know, you can say, oh, I've got this. I'm good. But then something happens and then you kind of regress. But that's just life. We we aren't guaranteed that everything is going to be roses. You know what I mean? We know that things are going to happen. Someone's going to say something to you or a family member. You can get into a discussion or an argument with them that can bring up something. It's just, okay, let me let go of it. That's not true. That's not a true statement anymore. Mm-hmm. And then moving forward. And that's made a big difference. That is so true. Because people tend to see us how we were in the past. And for them, it's very difficult to see us when we already did our shift. So the people, when you meet someone from your past, they tend to, to see you in your present from the person that you were before, when you were in sick, when you were in your drama, when you were married or divorced or passing through your things. But we get stuck also at the same time in that mentality, like the rest of the people. That's why family is very triggering, because we tend to act with them like before, because that's the pattern that we've been doing with them or with our husbands or whoever it is. And that's why if we, let's say we already fix our gut. Uh, we already have any issues with our stomach. But we see our family again, it comes back. Why? Because of these issues, we go back to the same mentality. And it's a never-ending story where we have to continue being coming aware. So we are not reacting the same way. Because or else we're going to get sick again. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's that self-talk. I think it's us changing the self-talk that we tell ourselves because regardless of what someone says you can stop it you can block it you know as a child you don't know that so you take it in so as you get older and you learn then that's where you realize and even you know a trauma of you know going through a divorce or losing someone You know, it brings on all of these emotions. They're Okay, emotions are normal. We know we're supposed to have them. We know we're supposed to go through things. But then it's, do you stay there? Or do you say, okay, nope, I'm not going to believe that lie anymore. Or yes, I lost this person. But let me remember them for the good times that we had. Because when we stay there, it's almost like we're just going deeper, deeper, deeper into quicksand again, you know, and in situations with family, for instance, if it's toxic, we know that has to be limited. That has to be a limited time that we spend with them. Same thing with people that we hung around with. Our sphere of influence has to change for us to stay the course, because if we don't, You, what is that saying? You are who the five people that you hang around with. So if you keep going back, even though you're changing and you're shifting and you're feeling really good about yourself, then you go back to where everybody's complaining. Everybody's all this and that. And oh my gosh, she did this to me and she did that to me. And I feel then it just pulls it all back in instead of, nope, you know what? I love them. 
but I got to keep my distance because I want it to be different for my life. You, we, like we said, we can't change anybody else. We can only change who we are. We can only reboot. How I say is like we're rebooting our own computer, which is our brain. And at the same time, if we want a different life story or a different experience in life, we can't change it from outside. Mm-hmm. We have to start it from within. And then there's a possibility that whatever is outside is going to shift or is going to change or is going to leave. Because you're not taking the, the hooks anymore. And that, that is very important so like that you're going to continue getting so triggered or reacting to the triggers that you were mentioning early. And that's why I think sometimes people need that accountability partner of having a coach or having a mentor. Because when you start to feel those things coming on, you call them, you text them, you know, you do what you need to do to pull you back out where they can say, hey, what's going on? Let's talk about this. Let's walk through it. And now let it go. Close that door. You know, sometimes it's closing those doors on things that are pulling us in and then going back to the place where we want to go and changing our life. Like, like, where do you want to go from here? What do you want the rest of your life to be like? Who do you want to be? What dreams do you have? What goals do you have? And then working towards them. And when you get stuck, because we know we all fall down, then you get back up, get a hold of that person and say, okay, I've had a really rough one. Help me. You know, always getting how I look at it, another, someone you trust, uh, their opinion or their help, they can't tell you what to do, but by hearing someone else's thoughts that can help you say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. This is how I want to think. This is what I said I wanted to do. I said I wanted to do it. And then you refocus. You kind of like get back up, dust yourself off, and keep going in the right direction instead of falling back down and saying, well, I'm just going to stay here. It's never going to work. Well, it will work. You just have to keep going. That is true. That is so true, because just that's the blockage that we have, that we, or human beings, are not aware that we even have it. And that's why it's important to get coaches, because we all have blind spots. It doesn't matter it is Deepa Chopra or the Dalai Lama. We all have the, uh, blind spots. I always have said that if we were already fixed, all the coaches or all the healers or all the gurus or all these people, we will not be experiencing this life with all these traumas that we are causing every day. And But we're still here is because there's still things that we're working with ourselves. So that's why it is important for everybody to have any kind of support. And there is not such a thing that someone, I have heard this from many of, of my clients telling me, well, some people, there were not my clients, saying, I don't have any traumas. I don't have any issues. We, I bet you have heard that too, because many people still say that because there's still a taboo for any health or, or any kind of coaching or therapies or whatever to work with those traumas and work with those limitations that we all have as human beings. We all have them. Just working with the layers, correct? Yeah. So part of it is, I think is, 
they push it down because I pushed it down. You know, when I was younger, I pushed it down, but I knew that I wanted to change that trajectory for my children. So when I was old enough, I went for counseling, you know, and I always, there's nothing wrong. If you need counseling, if you need help, if you need a coach, if you need a, to go see a mentor or a pastor, if they can help you change something, then go. Because when you say, I don't have anything wrong, I don't need any help. That's your ego saying, okay, we don't want to deal with this. So let's just leave it where it is. But then you affect everything and everybody around you. And I think how I look at it is you're blocking yourself from being the best version of you that you were meant to be. You know, and that's so important. We're meant to be more. We're meant to help people. We're meant to enjoy life. We're meant to share even that heartache in our life of the trauma that once we get the the healing or once we get to the place that we can deal with it to now turn around and grab that hand of someone else because you know that you know what they're going through you can say i i got it i understand let me help you this is what worked for me because we're not alone we are never alone unless we choose to be alone and that's what keeps us stuck in life and not happy Welcome. In choosing to be part of this group, you have said yes to yourself. You've chosen to confront those limitations keeping you from achieving the life of your dreams. Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love, is a transformational belief coach. She's a psychic channeler, certified NLP, life coach, BQH, that is hypnotherapy, Akashic Records reader, public speaker, writer, and artist. She works with many modalities and has created her own, like this one, to help you let go of the limitations and achieve the transformation you desire so you can anchor your emotions that you desire. Monica will be hosting a new session every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time, leading the group through a guided meditation, then proceeding to work with people individually. So join Monica here in this free journey by joining the Zoom link. Part of your certification of health and lifestyle coach what it is entitled to you is about reprogramming or linguistic programming or theta healing or how it is. Well, a lot of it, I think, is getting to the root of what's going on, whether it be if someone has an issue with health. Sometimes we try to go there and see because that, again, for me, mine was emotional. I was an emotional eater because that was something I could control and you couldn't tell me I couldn't do it. So I would eat just to eat because it would suppress the pain of what I needed to deal with. And sometimes, so sometimes that's what it could be. Sometimes it could be that someone needs to work through those emotions of not feeling good enough because something that was spoken over them and they find the wrong, like I said, the wrong person. So that's why they keep picking that person. And sometimes it's just having that accountability of, okay, this week I want to exercise and maybe do a little bit of reading or get out and see people. And then the next week having the accountability. Okay, tell me what you did this week. What went well for you? Because I always like to start with something, what went well, because that way they can bring up what 
even if it's something small, well, I went for a walk, but then the rest of the week, we'll say they, it didn't go well, but at least they still know I have a success, even though I didn't do what I said I was going to do. I still took a step because that's really what it's all about. I believe in life is taking that step forward because we're still going to fall in life. We're still going to have issues. We're still going to have traumas. Exactly what you said. Nobody does not ever have traumas, but it's getting past that trauma. It's what caused that trauma, cutting that off at the root a lot of times, severing that lie, that tie, whatever it is, and then changing it to do, well, I'm going to do this and try to think this way. And then start walking forward because, you know, we're got, we, we don't know. I don't know what the, the rest of my day is going to hold today. You know, what could or couldn't happen. You know, we just don't know that in life. Who would have thought two and a half years ago, two years ago, we were going to go through what we went through? Nobody. So we just have to do the best and let someone help us if that's what we need. And having that person or coach, like, I've been coached. I've had mentors. We all need them. I don't care who it is. If you ask a coach and you even ask someone very successful, they'll say, I still have a coach or I still have a mentor because we all need that accountability to someone else to help us. Yes, because we're in the process of changing and transforming ourselves and removing our limitations or healing ourselves. So, yes, I, I do totally agree. I do have my mentor, and I, I have many mentors, and I still work with some, some coaches. And because it is important that people need to understand that, that it is normal, that it should be a norm that the majority of the human beings actually have any kind of therapy that they chose, they choose, because we all need it. And we're not talking about only adults. We see it since their kids. Since they're young, young kids in elementary, they're needing sometimes the therapy and they're not getting the help that actually they need it because there's still that mentality that that's for crazy people only. But then the parents need to understand that then if they want to put it in that paradigm, that crazy people are the only ones that go to therapy, the world is crazy then because we all need it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and really, that is the truth. Like, children need it even that much more. You know, I, I wholeheartedly believe that we speak life and death over ourselves, over our children. What we speak out into the atmosphere makes a difference. So if you speak life to your child and, and teach them the things that they can't do, they're not always going to be perfect. None of us are. We're never going to be perfect. But if you nurture your child, if you listen to them, you know, if you sit at a table and have dinner together, I mean, my kids are grown and, and we have grandkids. They all know they come to grandma and, and papa's house. We're going to sit at the table. We're not going to watch the TV. We're going to sit at the table. We're going to eat dinner. We're going to talk and then we're going to play games because I believe it's about the connection and then having fun, fun and laughter. I mean, that's another thing in our society today that people forget to do for themselves, to do in their marriage, to do in their family. 
Joy and laughter is healing to our souls. So play games, have fun with your kids. You know, my husband and I, that's something that we do regularly is we like to play dice. We like to play cards. Um, we teach people new games. We like to sit by a campfire and just have fun, you know, because that's what's going to help someone feel better about themselves. It releases different chemicals in our body by laughing. It's a healing property by laughing, by having fun. And then, you know, I think sometimes when people see that you can have fun, you can laugh, you know, you can be goofy, silly, and that's who you are, then you become a magnet because people do want that in life. They just don't know how, or they weren't taught that. I wasn't taught that as a child. There were five of us. We were taught, be quiet, be quiet and eat, you know, be quiet and do this. No, laugh. Tell me what's going on in your life. Tell me, you know, what you're thinking, how you're feeling. That is a old program that the kids, they have to be in hiding. They should not make noise. Kids should not cry. Boys should not cry. Girls should not be so dramatic and so on, so on, so And those are old programs that maybe, well, it didn't work for them, actually, for our grandparents or our parents. And it's obviously it's not going to work in the 2022. Because the kids are not, are very different than them. And more than you honor your emotions, that's why you're going to create a shift. Because if something is triggering you, this is what I tell the majority of, of my clients is, Something is triggering you. It is teaching you where you have to work with yourself. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, because sometimes it may not even be that person you're with. It may be something they said or did. And then you walk away and you just have this attitude and you have to. That's why you need someone to talk to and say, okay, I was with this person and they said this and I got like this. And. It doesn't even have to do with that situation. It has to do with something else that triggered something else that triggered something else. And sometimes it could be as a child. Sometimes it could be something, a trauma in life, you know, in your 20s. And you, it could be anywhere, you know, um, a car accident. It could be something a teacher said to you. It could be something a parent, losing your parents, you know, them going through divorce. That's what that I want. can be a trigger to where, okay, let's. What is it? What What do you feel? And they were never allowed to say, well, this is how it hurt me or this is what it did. And you said the, the perfect thing, men more so than women. Women talk. We like to talk. And, and men were taught, oh, wait, you're, it's a weakness. No, it's not. It's a strength because if you can get that out and share and tell with another man, and be able to share your emotions and laugh or, you know, um, get rid of some of that. That creates a greater connection between you and your children or you and your spouse and your children. And that's something that my husband does. You know, he loves to connect with men in that way. He's saying, this is wrong. How we were taught, we need to, it's okay. It's okay to say that you're upset. It's okay if you feel like you absolutely have to cry or if you're mad let's find out why you're mad what so, is it something that i notice a lot the difference between a man and a woman there are many differences but what one in particular is that men the majority of the men you tell them 
What do you feel? They freak out. They don't know what to do. But you tell them, what do you think? They will tell you what they're thinking. But not what do you feel. And the same applies for the women. You tell a woman, what do you feel? They will tell you. But what do you think? They're going to stumble in there. Because That's true. And it's pretty much the same, but it's the way their brains and our brains are wired. Right. We think with our heart because we have that nurturing. Their heart is really up here because that's how they're taught is to think logically, think about it, think how they can have the solution, even though it's still the same connection. It's just that's what it takes to bring it out of them. And still so many, you know, that's not how it's supposed to be. But I think that's where we have the breakdown in a family unit is people just don't know how to communicate, you know the husband and the wife, so if they don't communicate, then how do you expect the children to communicate? Yes, because we are the, we are the way showers to our kids at the same time. However mm -hmm. we communicate as an adults, our kids are observing us, and that's what they aspire to be, like us. And if we don't fix our problems, we're gonna, that's the world that we are creating. So we can't complain that we don't like the world that we're living if we're not doing something to change it. And we can't change it from the outside. The only way we can change it is from the inside. And I think so many people don't realize that. We look with our eyes and we see. So we think it's got to be external. But you, it's, it is. It's internal. It's, it's internal in our own souls, in our own heart. Like... What do I need to let go of? How do I need to work through this so that I'm not, for me, was the emotional eating. So I'm not suppressing it and taking the food and eating it. You have to have that other person. You have to have that, be it a coach, be it a counselor, be it whoever, someone that can help you see so that you can bring it up and react differently to get that healing. And it's, it's always going to be an ongoing process. I mean, it took me many, many, many years because I was still stumbling and making the same mistake. I'm fixing this part, but I'm still doing this and I'm fixing that. So it's always going to be evolving. It's just, like we said, looking in the mirror, seeing that reflection and knowing that I deserve to care about myself and it's not in a in a, a ego way because you know it's not about well I'm better than you no we're all it's just taking care of ourselves to say I deserve to be happy I deserve to have better health I deserve to have the freedom in my mind of all of those old tapes playing to rewrite them that's so true do you work with groups or one-on-one? -on -one? Well, I haven't worked with groups for a while. Before COVID, I actually was doing um, group workshops on helping um, with de-stress. I had uh, one on de-stress, one on self-care. So that's funny that you asked that because I've been trying to um, get material together with a friend of mine. Her and I want to start having... Uh, where we do group workshops online of 
putting together a workshop and just inviting, you know, people like, okay, you want to do a little bit of some kind of short, healthy detox of just changing some foods or um, reading the label, like how many people, you know, have no idea when you look at a food label, what to look for. So we've been literally talking about doing that again. And because she lives in a different state and so much of it's done via Zoom, you know, putting the program together and inviting so that people can come in just to educate. So I haven't done groups for a long time, but that's the direction we're literally, it just in the last couple of weeks, we're like pulling our information together and say, you know what, we just need to start and share to help educate people and women to know that, okay, all I have to do is make this small tweak, this 1%, and then do it again and do it again and do it again. Yes, that, that is so true. So do you have some last words that you would like to say to our viewers? I think what I'd like to say is, you know, number one, nobody's perfect, but we deserve to be at peace with ourselves. And sometimes we can't do it on our own. Sometimes we need that support of a health coach, um, of a wellness. Someone wellness can doesn't always have to be who wellness is your soul. Wellness is your thoughts. You know, that find that person to just talk to, you know, talk with them and see, are you a good fit? And then take that step, you know, take that step of, I want to do something different so that I have the freedom and I can live at peace. And I'm always, always, you know, available to chat with someone to see if we're a good fit. Um, like I said, it doesn't have to be specifically, you know, with food. A lot of things do tie into food, but there's a lot that doesn't. Some of it is just in our heads that we need that person to encourage us. Nobody ever said, you're worth it. You're doing a good job. That is so, so true. Marie. It was really my pleasure to have you in Soul Talk, and I really appreciate that you, you accepted my invitation for Soul Talk. And thank you for everybody for listening. And this is what's helpful for you. Please uh, write me a review. I will appreciate it very much. And also share with your friends. It may help someone else. And I will be posting the information uh, of where you contact Marie in the description. So... Look for the, her, uh, if you're interested to book up an appointment with her, just look into the description. Thank you so much. This is Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love, and thank you for being in Soul Talk. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioroflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.